Hello and welcome to the Success Secret Podcast with Rosso Santalev. I am excited to introduce you to a series of conversations with some of the most successful and inspiring individuals from various industries. My aim is to dive into the stories behind their success and explore the knowledge, strategies, habits, mindsets, and wisdom that have propelled their success. Each episode of the Success Secret Podcast will feature a different guest who will share their unique journey, the challenges they faced, and the lessons they have learned along the way. I will also be covering topics from entrepreneurship and innovation to leadership and personal development. Whether you are an inspiring entrepreneur, a seasoned business professional, or just someone looking to improve your life, the Success Secret Podcast is for you. My goal is to bring you valuable insights and inspiration that will help you achieve your own success in business and life. So get ready to learn and be inspired. The Success Secret Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome, Success Secret Nation, to this new episode of the Success Secret Podcast with your host, Hussein Talib. In this amazing episode, I have with me Simon Severino. He helps businesses in SaaS and services run their company more efficiently, which results in sales that soar. He's trusted by Google, Rauch, and more companies. He created the strategy sprints method that doubles revenues in 90 days by getting owners out of their weeds, I guess. So <laughs> he's also a TEDx speaker. Simon, welcome to the Success Great Podcast. Hello, everybody. Excited to be here. Awesome for you to be here. So I want us first to tell us your story. How did you get started? And after that, Tell us, uh, what is the uh, strategy sprint method and how did you come up with that? Yeah, so I'm 42 now. I started in my 20s. I studied philosophy and then I was out of a job, basically. What to do now with philosophy? And so I was lucky. I tried a couple of things and I was lucky. Strategy consultancies, they were looking for different, different disciplines than economics. And that was my chance. They were looking for social scientists, for for natural scientists, and even for philosophers, because they said they think differently. They think thoroughly, but in a different way. They they know how to tackle uh, problems, and we want that problem solving. And so I went into a big consultancy, and I quickly made steps up. Junior consultant, consultant, senior consultant. Um, project manager, senior project manager, principal, etc. And then after those years, which was really uh, the big brands and solving the big sales problems for the big brands, how to enter this market, how to uh, gain competitive advantage with this product against that competitor. So all the sales and, and, and market related topics. And after that, I said, mm, now I can do it on my own now. And I feel that there is something in me that wants to be expressed. So I have to do my own thing. I So I went on my own, did my own thing. And um, I called it strategy sprints because I'm passionate about what is the right thing to do. That's the strategy question. And how do we do it the right way? In sprints, I think. It's the most agile way. Mm. Small steps so that you can change the path if you need to change. And so that's what I did. And um, it was first me just consulting. And of course, whenever something would work, I would save it, reuse it the next time. And so fast forward 21 years later, 
we have now a Sprint University made of 274 sales tools and blueprints ready, plug and play ready. Mm. And so now it now it's become a bigger thing than I am. I fired myself from operations. I cannot be booked as a coach anymore. I'm now the CEO and owner of this, and it's a certification uh, program. So I certify Strategy Sprints coaches. They are all across the globe, and we help people as a team. We help people in, in many, many time zones double revenue in 90 days. That's our 90 days program. So in any business, you help businesses let their sales soar. So in any business, the most important thing is, I believe, is sales. Because sales, without getting sales in, the business is not going to stay alive and it's not going to grow, right? So what do you do or what do you look in sales to do? So how, And how do you get your people to sell more to people who are wanting to to buy these kind of things? Because like we know, there, there might be some kind of competition in the marketplace, uh, certain elements that you cannot control. So how do you make sure that you get what you want to get in sales? We have three habits and three strategies. The three strategies are we want to increase by 25% the conversion rate, the frequency, and the price that they can charge for the same offer. If we can increase those three things by 25%, now we have increased revenue by 99% because it compounds. Mm. So these are the three things that we go to directly. Mm. And 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 now people may think, oh my God, but now I have to do even more. No, it's not more. It's actually you go to your activities, to all the things that you are doing right now, and you just focus for the next 90 days on the things that will increase conversion frequency and price. And um, and we have checklists and blueprints for that. So to increase conversions, the main levers are the sales technique and the and the the sales role play, so the sales energy, the motivation of your salespeople. Because sometimes sales is is frustrating. You hear so many no's. You want to stop it or you don't feel it. It doesn't feel real for you. You don't talk to them like you would talk to a friend. And so you stop it because "Ah, this feels fake. This doesn't feel right. So I stopped Mm -hmm. doing it. Because people sometimes think that sales is pushing something onto others. It's Mm -hmm. it's actually not. Um, That's coercion. Um, Sales is actually creating value step by step. Because if you are the expert in something, that means you know more than they do. You see more than they see. For example, a strategy advisor, the value of a strategy advisor is they see many industries and also different industries per week. And so when they come to your team and you have a problem, they say, oh, in that industry, they solve it this way. And you go, whoa, that's genius. But no, no, it's not genius. It's normal in the automotive industries. You are a marketing agency. so. For you, it's genius to modularize your knowledge. For BMW, it's totally normal. That's how you build a car. You build first the single parts and then you assemble them. And they go, wow, it's genius. I can have modules of my knowledge. And then for the next project, I assemble the modules. Yeah. So when you're an expert, the value that you bring, you know more, you Mm -hmm. see more, you have seen more, and you share that. That is actually sales. So whenever you, you, you meet people that ask for your expertise, 
you will share your expertise. And by sharing that, they will experience value. They, you have solved the problem or you have helped them structure their way into solving a problem. And that creates value. And if that happens, they will say, I want more. Can I have more? And that, that's when the sales happen. Yeah, so, so sales is about pulling people in, like inviting them in instead of pushing the sales out because that does not really, it still works, I guess, but it's better to pull people in because they will stay longer with you and probably they will refer more people to you also, right? It's creating value in the first place. And if you create value in each step, they will want more. And so you move forward and forward. It becomes more and more of a business partnership. Hmm. It becomes more and more of a co-creation. They say, oh, I love this. Can you be part of my team every week? So so how do you identify the roadblocks or the, or the things that preventing getting more sales or things are in the way of getting a sale, for example? Common mistakes are to do things in the wrong order. So for example, many people start spending on marketing before they hit the minimum sales. So the minimum sales is 35K per month. Before you hit 35K per month in repeatable sales, reliable sales, you should actually not spend one cent in marketing. So many people spend time and money on marketing before they are ready for it. Mm. So you need first sales and operations. That's what you need until you hit 35K. What is a great operations? It means that people say, wow, this is so helpful. I have to tell my friends. That's that's when you know that's a great operations. And what's great sales is when month over month, you're, you're doing above 35K even when you are on holidays. Now you have operations and you have a great sales system and you are above 35k now it's time to start marketing because now you can take on more clients but before that before having systemized your operations you actually cannot take on more clients and teams they feel it in their subconscious they know it and that's why usually at this point sales stops growing and people go "Hmm, why are we not selling more because actually you are not ready. If you get more people in, then the operations team, the delivery team actually says, oh, no, no, not another client. And when you have this situation, the other side feels it. They feel you are not ready. You are not a space which is welcoming. You are overwhelmed. And so you, you won't get any projects. Mm, so, so it's important to have SOPs in, in any business, standard operating procedures in order for you, like you mentioned, to to do it the right way and to follow the steps instead of just uh, starting from, yeah, we need sales. So we are going to start, for example, advertising on Google. And this is how we will get our target instead of starting step by step and actually knowing what is the next step going to be, right? Exactly. And so sometimes people do the the right things, but in the wrong order. So Mm. start only with sales and operations until you hit 35K. When you're above 35K, you start inserting marketing because mm. now it's about scaling, but not before. Yeah, exactly. The second thing that we install are the three CEO habits. 
So you need a core operating system that works whatever the weather is, bull market, bear market, whatever happens outside, the your your core operating system is telling you what's going on right now and what's coming. How do you do that? Daily habit, weekly habit, monthly habit. The daily habit is you write down how did you allocate your time today and then you reflect. What will you delegate tomorrow? What will you outsource tomorrow? What will you systemize, automate tomorrow? And then tomorrow you do it. Everybody in your team does that. Not just the founder, the CEO. Everybody does that. And so if you do that, bit by bit, you are systemizing. And you are systemizing from the right place, from one person that did something, knows how to do, but decides to hand it over. So they will write it down. That's an SOP. And then they will hand it over. Now you have delegated. That's how you scale a business. It's very small steps every day of you doing something. And then ah, I shouldn't do this. I want to hand this over to some, to some software or to some person. And the next day you do it, hand it over to a software or to a person. No, you are systemizing. Yeah. That's the daily habit. So, so it's we, important to, to build habits between, with you, within your own and with, with the team that you are working with. Because also, yes. like you mentioned, because like we, nowadays we have a lot of automation, but automation does not, I think, replace the human element in it. You, you, have, to put, you have to put an input into the automation so the automation gives you the results that you are looking for. Right? Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And, and that's why it's everybody doing it. And then as a team, you're scaling as a team. But that means that everybody's writing down how they allocate their time and finding one thing that they will systemize next. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's best that a software does it sometimes in person. Then the weekly habit. Are we moving in the right direction at the right pace? How do you know? So we create a dashboard for our clients with one marketing number, one sales number, one operations number of this week. So every week, we will look at those three numbers. Are they going up or not? What's current? What's target? What's the gap? And it's just two lines, a red line and a blue line. It's current and target. It's very simple. And every Thursday, somebody collects the data. Every Friday, the sprint team looks at this. And now you have operations, sales, and marketing looking at this same dashboard. And it sounds so simple. But this creates actually a ton of improvements in the teams. First, because teams who not always talk together, now they are aligned. Sometimes marketing just look at clicks. Sales just looks at closes. And they talk really two different languages. Operations thinks about something completely different. They, they, they are on another planet for both of them. <laughs> And so they are doing great stuff, but it doesn't work together. Yeah. I have an example here that I like to show because it's uh, it's so tangible. So if this is your team, right? Mm. Um, mostly because they are not aligned, it doesn't it doesn't really unfold their power. But then when you align them, now you have the the magic of a team, which is unfolding. In this case. It doesn't work, but you get the you get the message, right? When this is not aligned, uh, it doesn't it doesn't work. But as soon as it's aligned, it happens what should happen in a team that together 
you can move bigger things. Yeah, so so it's important to have certain culture in the business that you are running. So so you will get that alignment you are talking about, right? Exactly. So you need alignment of all the activities. Do our activities really build on each other? So mm. if I if I am the marketing person and I'm building the website, how do I know that the website is ready? When do I know that I can stop working on it because it's done? That's a sales question. You know that the website is ready when this amount of subscribers, this amount of downloads, this amount of action happens and that needs to be sales related sales and operations are very related to each other the first sale is done by the sales team the second sale is done by the operations team mm. if you retain people or not if you upsell if you cross sell or not if they stay with you mm. so on many levels what this what this does for you if you just have a weekly dashboard with those three numbers there is a lot of stuff happening in your team will be more aligned, it will do less things, but it will do the things that actually move that needle forward for you. Mm. And so they will get a feedback. Now it's like Angry Birds, you shoot the bird 500 points, you shoot the next bird 700 points, what do you want to do next? <laughs> oh, let's go for 800. Yeah. That's human nature. Everybody is like that. Yeah. They will go for, all right. I did something, I see that it's working, I want to do more of it. Now you have a motivated team. And that is so important because a motivated team can solve any problem and problems will pop up. Exactly. Yeah. If they're motivated, they will tackle one problem after the other, they will solve it. Yeah, because if, if your team gets frustrated with certain things in the business, they, they will like some kind of a back off on things and start not caring about doing what they want to do or should be doing so that's that's important to keep to keep them up to up to speed i guess so so in, in regards to speed there's something i saw i believe i'm not sure i think it's in your website it's you're talking about speed versus velocity i guess mm. so so what's the difference between these two is there a difference in in your opinion yes so, so many projects, they optimize, optimize. If you think of productivity, uh, many people uh, think that productivity means you have some shortcuts on your keyboard that if you use them, then you can type faster. Yeah, but are you typing the right thing faster? Or are you just typing faster? <laughs> then it's not more productivity. Imagine you're running a marathon and you are the fastest of everybody, but you're running in the wrong direction. Mm. That's speed. But speed, including the direction that you're running, that's velocity. Mm. And so a team needs velocity. So sometimes you can improve the output per hour, per day, per week. You can, you can squeeze, even intensify that a ton and some people think that's productive it's not it's it's only helping you if it's moving you in the right direction sometimes it's even better to slow down to check that you are running in the right direction so that afterwards you can run faster but only when you know that you are running in the right direction that's why there is in physics there is this term velocity and that's exactly that 
it's uh, speed, including direction. And in a team, it means that you need the weekly habit and the monthly habit. Otherwise, you don't know if you are running in the right direction. Mm. Weekly habit mm. tells you if the things that you're doing are actually conducive to growth. So if you're doing the right things or not. And every month, you do a strategic analysis. In our system, it takes you just half an hour per month because we have the blueprints. Yeah, if that's amazing. The blueprints, exactly. You, you, do, you don't want your business to go in the wrong direction for a long time so uh, when you when you until when you realize that it's gone the wrong direction it will take you a lot of time i don't know maybe or a lot of effort hard work to actually go back and align and go in the right direction so it's important like we mentioned earlier to have the, the steps and the certain sops to actually operate with that so you will have everything under control i think right Yes, if you can catch it early enough, you can react. If it's too late, you have lost, I don't know, 10 months, 12 months. In that time, your competitors are learning. They are moving forward. They are understanding your prospects better. They are eating your lunch. So you want actually to know stuff when it happens so that you can react uh, as quickly as possible. That's why you have the, the weekly and the monthly habit. And that is tied to, are we moving in the right direction? So that's different for every team. But you as a team, you need to get your numbers every week that tell you that you are moving in the right direction at the right pace. Otherwise, mm. you are flying blind. You are taking decisions based on narratives. This will actually put your effort in the right place for the right results. Because if you get lost in, in your way, it will take you double the time, maybe double the money to, to fix things, right? Yes, yeah. if you can fix them. Yeah. <laughs> so, maybe it's too late and you are out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think some of the most important resources uh, entrepreneurs should have or, or businesses should have to, to have these SOPs in place? I think you can start very simple. The only really important thing in a business that you need is a CRM. You need one place where you track your relationships, your follow-up, who needs what, who do, who do you need to call in which day, etc. That's, that's really the most important core thing. And then the next thing is that you start dividing your business slowly into marketing, sales, and operations, and management. And those have a different set of activities, right? Marketing is starting conversations and moving them onto your calendar. Sales is closing. Operations is delivering what you have promised and over-delivering so that they will stay. And then management is hiring, firing, vision, performance systems, culture. That's it. And you start writing down those things. Okay, how do we do marketing? How do we do sales? And when you write them down, it can be just five sentences. When you write them down, now you are systemizing. Those are your SOPs. You link them to the resources, and now you can hand them over to a software or to a person. Mm -hmm. Now you're scaling the business. Mm -hmm. I describe in the book um, cases, and also our clients are describing how they scaled their business using this method. And so um, even the introduction is written by one of our clients, Anthony Yanarino, who 
went through the sprint and then said, this program changed my business so much. I have to tell the world. And so he writes in the foreword that this program um, brought him from before the program. He was running all the activities. And then after the program, he could hand it over to a COO and say, run the business. Mm-hmm. So that that's the difference that it makes. It's It starts so simple. You just write down how you allocate your time and one thing to systemize next. But when you do this consistently over weeks, at some point you will have written down your marketing processes, your sales processes, your operations processes. Now you have a systemized business. Mm, yeah, that, that's that's the most important thing. You have always to systemize everything so you know what to do next. So uh, there is there is a new book that you wrote, right? What's the name of the book? Can you tell us about it, that? Yeah, Strategy Sprints. It's on Amazon right now. And it's a work of love. The foreword written by a client uh, of us, the many case studies written by our clients in between. And each chapter solves one big problem. How to market, chapter one, chapter two, how to do sales, chapter three, how to onboard clients, etc. And up to chapter 12, hiring, and chapter 13, all the blueprints for hiring, literally how you do conduct the interviews, do a demo, um, decide who to pick, and how do you onboard them so that they get um, impactful very quickly. Yeah, that, that's important to hire the right people so they are aligned with the, with the business. That's uh, amazing. Yeah. So what would you say one takeaway for the success great nation to take from this episode? What's the most important thing that they should focus on? Just solve real problems for real people. And the rest will evolve from there. If then from there you ch- take just the daily habit and the weekly habit. And by the way, you can download this these tools on strategiesprints.com. It's open open source. So just solve real problems for real people. And then you do the daily habit of writing down one thing to delegate tomorrow. And and then you start the the weekly habit of capturing those three numbers and learning from them. And you take it just from there. And the rest is just try to stay in the game long enough that you will learn and grow. Yeah. So where can people get in touch with you, Simon, if they want to learn more about you? I hang out at strategiesprints.com and they can grab the book Strategy Sprints on Amazon. Mm, that's awesome well thank you for being here today for these wonderful tips and information that you gave us and uh, hopefully you go visit the website strategiesprints.com right strategiesprints.com yes awesome thank you thank you keep rolling thank you for listening to this episode of success grid Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you found value in the show, rate and leave a review on iTunes. For more resources, visit successgrid.net. Until next time.